Chapter Two of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Brave Foreman. There are few places which seem to us less likely to be the scene of a display of courage than that in which occurred the most remarkable instance of bravery brought before the Royal Humane Society in 1894. Shipwrecks, fires and mining disasters are associated in our minds with romantic heroism and pathetic incident. But the mention of a town sewer carries with it no suggestion of a daring deed. About half-past nine on the night of the 19th of October, 1894, a number of workmen were sent to carry out some repairs in the interior of the main sewer at Torquay. The night was considered favourable for the work, and as all needful precautions had been taken for the safety of the workers, they went down the manhole without a thought of danger. Between eleven and twelve, they came to the surface and had supper. As they were returning, the foreman, William Mugford, noticed that the sky looked black and threatening, and he told his men that what they had to do must be done quickly. An examination was made of the dam, which had been erected to divert the stream from the spot where they had to work and it was found that the water had risen two inches. But as the inward flow had ceased, the men, after carefully considering the matter, decided to return to their work. As a further precaution, however, they left a man at the bottom of the manhole with a red light to warn them if the water should rise. Back to their work they went, and for two hours they proceeded rapidly with the task in hand. Meanwhile, a violent thunderstorm had burst over Torquay. The rain fell in torrents. Vivid flashes of lightning were followed by loud and long peals of thunder. From all parts of the town, the flood rushed with terrific force into the main sewer, and the water rose about three feet in as many minutes. Some idea of the nature of the downpour may be formed from the fact that one inch and a half of rain fell during the seven hours the storm lasted. So far, nothing had happened to cause the workers any alarm. But just as the mason was in the act of laying the last brick, a shout was heard, and the dreaded red light was seen approaching. One of the workmen threw down his tools and ran to see what was the matter. A moment more, and his warning shout, Come on, the water is rising fast, told them that their lives were in danger. Some of the workmen ran towards the nearest manhole, leaving Mugford and another man named Milden to secure the staging on which they had been working. Down rushed the water in a perfect torrent, overflowing the dam and whirling down the sewer with terrific force. One of the men succeeded in getting hold of a barrow, which was fastened to the dam, 
and clung to it for dear life. By means of a lifeline, he was hauled up by his companions. Another man who was behind him must have been overpowered and carried away. Not a cry did he utter, nor was anything seen of him until his dead body was afterwards found entangled among the staging on which he had been working. In the meantime, Mugford and Milden were making their way as best they could up the sewer, the foreman, a well-built, powerful man, lending a helping hand to his less stalwart companion. For some distance they made good progress, but immediately they encountered the full force of the current, they found it was utterly impossible to battle against it. Mugford, knowing that their only hope of escape lay in reaching a shaft at some distance farther down, gave the word to turn about, and made for the place of safety. Again and again would Milden have been swept off his feet and carried away, had it not been for the support of the brave fellow beside him. Suddenly Milden was seized in a powerful grasp. It was that of another workman named Potter, who, having failed to reach the manhole, was being borne down the stream to destruction. The unexpected shock almost caused both men to lose their footing. With a heroism equal to that of his companion, Milden called out to Mugford, Let me go! But the foreman, exerting his great strength to the utmost, held on to them both. Half swimming and half running, the three men were borne along. Milden and Potter had lost their candles, but Mugford still had a precious piece of a few inches in length. That bit of candle saved their lives, for it enabled them to see their way past the staging where they had been at work, and when they arrived at the shaft, it showed them the chains to which they must lay hold, or be swept away. During this trying time, Mugford never for an instant lost his presence of mind. He shouted to his companions to mind the chains. Milden missed the first, but caught the second. The foreman and Potter secured the first. Hoisting himself onto the platform, Mugford dragged up his companions, who were thoroughly exhausted, and so saved them from a horrible death. There they remained, wet to the skin and in total darkness for seven hours before they were finally rescued. The men above ground, probably believing that their comrades were all drowned and thinking that nothing could be done, took no steps to organise a rescue party, and it was not until Mr. Garrett, the borough surveyor, was communicated with, about eight o'clock, that the first news of the accident was known. A rescue party with the necessary tackle was at once dispatched. William Raymond volunteered to go down the shaft, and he was lowered by means of a rope. Food and restoratives were also sent down to the men. Raymond had not been long down the shaft when he returned to the surface with the sad news that one of the men was missing, 
where are the other three asked the borough surveyor hadn't you better send them up they won't come sir replied raymond they want to look for their mate this was indeed true exhausted as they were they proceeded along the sewer till they found the body of their comrade then they consented to be drawn up the conduct of mugford in saving the lives of milden and potter at the risk of his own is beyond praise and in awarding him the stanhope gold medal the royal humane society only carried out the wishes of all who had read the story of his heroism End of chapter two